TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Olin Krutz, score, football analyst. Bias towards offense line. By that I mean find you an excuse of why an offensive line mm-hmm. has missed the block or why their job is hard. Chicago Bears legend. Six-time Pro Bowl center. You talk about one of the greatest leaders I've ever been around. From football to the weight room to life, now he's in radio and he has the same passion. Olin Krutz, every week with Mully and Haw. He probably doesn't like you, but he loves to talk bears with Mully and Haw. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Always a glorious time to talk to Olin Krutz. And the end of the season, uh, very interesting, especially the way they lost yesterday, uh, the 10th straight loss to the Green Bay Packers, 17-9. Olin joins us now on the score hotline, which, of course, is powered by uh, – it's powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Good morning, Olin. How are you? Good morning, guys. I think uh, the young kids, what do they call it now? The, the naughty is tonight? Is that the national championship? Something like that. <laughs> Washington State tonight, my alma mater. I'm excited about it. Hopefully they can pull off the win against Michigan. Do they give you sideline tickets for that, Olin? How does it work? <laughs> I, I think if you played in the 90s, they don't remember you much, to be honest. <laughs> It's the last time they won anything, right? That's like 91. 91, yeah. yes, national chance. Yeah, it'll be a great game. It'll be worth staying up for. Uh, do you think, mm-hmm. Mich- before we get to the Bears, uh, do you, can Washington beat Michigan in your mind? I think they can because of the quarterback. I think everybody agrees that Penix is, on, is playing at a very high level uh, the way he threw the ball. He has very good wide receivers. Their offensive line actually was a Joe Moore award winner, which is O-line of the year. So very good unit there. Uh, they're going to have to be good against Michigan's defense and their front, and everybody knows about the defensive coordinator and the schemes he employs and confuses offenses. And then, obviously, guys, we all know what's got to happen, right? they got to be tough at the line of scrimmage against that run game against Michigan. Michigan's been the first team they saw all year probably that actually huddles up, and they're stubborn with their run, right? They're really stubborn with that run, and you're going to have to put on your big boy pads, strap your damn helmet up, helmet on, put your mouthpiece in, and get ready to stop the run. Uh, to to uh, the nose guard actually uh, at uh, University of Washington, to Atele is from my high school, St. Louis, and he's going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to play really, really hard and really tough in there to stop that Michigan run game. As you guys know, uh, out here in the Midwest, watching Michigan, watching out of Big Ten football, my two boys play at Illinois. I've got to see them. I got to watch them, and we all know what Washington is going to have to do tonight to pull off that win. 
Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Uh, Washington has won, I think it's their last 10 games by eight points or fewer. They, they're mm-hmm. used to close games. And, you know, you could mm-hmm. argue that whatever, Arizona State, not a great team. I, I don't know. I just, it just seems like they've had some tough wins against mediocre teams, but they've beaten everyone. I don't think you can argue with mm-hmm. how good they are and how good that quarterback is. No, they've beaten everybody, and like you said, they've gone through a lot of tough games, and even against Washington State, the first game against Oregon, a lot of those games came down to the wire, and they found ways to win, uh, and they're going to have to do that again tonight, and uh, like I said, it's going to be the first team I think they've seen all year that's going to be this stubborn uh, with the run. We all know what Coach Harbaugh likes to do. He likes to run power uh, down your throat, and he's going to run some duel, and uh, they're going to bounce that running back to your cornerback, and they're going to have to make tackles. So uh, they know what they got to do. I don't think there's a lot of secrets in this game, Michigan's got to stop Penix. Uh, Washington's got to stop the run, and whoever does that better. And, and I'm thinking Washington guys would say this a lot, but they're going to have to get a few takeaways tonight, uh, get more points on the board. The higher score in the game for them, the better. All right, Ellen, so Lambeau Field, 17-9, to a familiar outcome, unfortunately, in this rivalry. Bears finished the season 7-10. and How much did the way yesterday went, as deflating as it was, how much did that kill some of the momentum maybe you felt about the progress that had been made in the previous month? Well, it's, it's for me, it, it, it killed some of it, right? You're hoping to see uh, a lot of, of guys like Justin Fields, and you're hoping to see Coach Eberflew's defense play a little bit better, although they only gave up 17 points. It's kind of strange because for us that have been following the Bears, have been around here a long time, doing analyst work, uh, you know, I think they're 3-18 and 18 versus the Packers since 2011, and you just leave that game yesterday feeling horrible about what you saw, but Kevin Warren, wherever he is in the mo- this morning uh, through his routine, and he, and, uh, he can give me the Shannon, and I can take care of the cars and get to, to checking these, <laughs> what he's got to you know, uh, go through. Uh, it's just kind of they have to separate that, right? And how much do you put on Coach Eberflus for even last year, David, because you, know, you gutted the team last year, right? He took all the talent away. And I know they're saying they're improving, but there's no way you couldn't after trading all your best players and then adding good players to the team this year. So uh, from what we saw yesterday, I think my biggest disappointment was, besides Tyreek Stevenson, who also struggled at times uh, covering the best receivers with Jalen Johnson out, uh, although he did make that fumble and he made that big tackle at the end of the half to stop the guys for progress to keep the, the clock running. Besides those two plays, I can't point to you a guy who did anything good for himself yesterday, mm-hmm. right? You didn't want to see them lose or, or get that, that dominated in the trenches. I didn't want to see that, right? I didn't want to see their rookie D tackles not getting their pads low against the run. Didn't want to see Tevin Jenkins have maybe his worst game of the year when he walked out to be honorary captain. I want to see young guys playing on fire, playing tough, getting after guys. Uh, that's what you wanted to see. What did the Chicago Bears want to see? What did Ryan Poles want to see? Kevin Warren? I don't know. I don't know from their comments over the airwaves yesterday. I don't know how much they put into that game uh, probably not a lot. I know for myself personally, for I, I know I didn't like what I saw at all from the Chicago Bears yesterday on that football field. Yeah, I, I um, I'm very curious about your take on changing quarterbacks, on changing offensive coordinator, changing uh, the head coach. Is any of that going to happen? Is a lot of that going to happen? What uh, What was your takeaway? after the season and, and where they're at and all the, you know, we heard from the, the, the general manager sure sounded like he's uh, he's very pleased with the coach. 
Yeah, he did, right? He, he, the general manager w- was talking on, and he just talked about how he, he liked the direction they were going in and how close Iberflus kept them underwater and had it handled the sudden change, which is interesting to me, steady at the will. Uh, the sudden change, I'm imagining, were the two coaches getting fired. So just kind of wondering what he was talking about there. And, you're, and then we're all wondering what they're looking at and what they consider to put on certain guys' shoulders and what they think they saw out there, right? Because if you put yourself in Coach Getze or Justin Fields' agent's chair, you have an argument on your side, right? You can you can walk in there and say, look, man, I mean, uh, look, look at what you did at the offensive line. Of course, your secondary was playing well. Of course they were. You put all your assets in the secondary, and you skipped over the position everyone seems to be talking about right now. We all know in Chicago we all get stuck on the offensive line at the end of the year. We yell about it all year, right? And then and in the draft time, we want to draft somebody else. That's that's our M.O. around here. we got to fix the O-line, fix the O-line. Alex draft the cornerback, okay? So, uh, you know, my argument would be to them, well, well, you didn't take. The two top centers in the draft were there for you to take. You didn't take them, right? You put the $100 million DN on that side of the ball. You put all the linebackers on the other side of the ball. Uh, we could have got a scat back. You know, at the end of the year where Cole Komet is bumped up and limping off the field after every play and, and fighting through it. You know, credit him for fighting through it and trying to play. But at the end of the year, uh, now it's Tyler Scott. Now it's Trent Taylor. Uh, I actually, I got to go look again at who number 80 is, the wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. He was playing a lot out there yesterday, right, Khalil Herbert. Uh, Deontay Foreman doesn't get a jersey, don't have a scat back. You don't have a lot of weapons out there. So it's just kind of I don't know how they're looking at things. I don't know how they, they how much they place on, say, the last year. How much do they place that losing on Coach Eberflus, or did they just gut the team, right? How much do they do place this on Justin Fields and, and Getsy, or did they just say, man, uh, we actually didn't give them a lot to work with there. So I don't really know uh, what they're looking at there. It seems like it's time for a new OC. It seems like it's time for a new quarterback, especially because uh, you have the number one pick in the draft. Uh, that's why you're considering doing that. It'll be interesting to see which direction they go in. Oh, and I heard you when I was driving up to Lambeau yesterday on the pregame show talk about Kevin Warren and the piece in the ChicagoBears.com. And I respect the fact that you don't really care much about what was written about him, but I do think mm-hmm. it, it shows what kind of personality we may be dealing with here. And you, throughout your career, Ted Phillips was in charge, and there's always a thing. Ted's not a football guy. Is he a football guy? Does he keep out of football business? When you look at Kevin Warren, knowing what we know about him, and we know a lot about him now, knowing what you know, what is the appropriate level of intervention you want from your team president? How much do you want Kevin Warren's fingerprints on whatever moves are to happen this week or this month? You, you want him in charge, right? And then you want him to put people in charge that he trusts and let them do their job. So if he keeps Ryan Pose, and we know how fond of Ryan Pose he is, uh, then, then Ryan Pose is in charge of the football side, and, and Kevin Warren's got to be in charge of the side of, uh, look, th- what we're doing here in this building, the way we do things, the standard we keep, as far as the football side goes, it doesn't work, right? So what, what do I have to change on that side to get us moving in the right direction? Or do I think I have the right people? I just have to set a new standard and a new culture, but I expect him uh, to be in charge of the building, David, on day-to-day operations, set a standard and keep it there and make sure guys are working at that level and everyone's moving in the same direction to, to number one, develop football players. I think it gets lost. I think it's lost. We have all these titles there at Hallis Hall, right? You, you go through on their, on their website, and I won't go through it here, but you can go through all these titles for all these people. And really all their title means is player development, right? 
get the football team playing well, get the football players playing well on the football field so they put a good product on the football field. Kevin Warren's got to make sure uh, the people at Hallis Hall understand that, get everybody moving in the right direction because uh, the bottom line is you haven't done a lot of winning and you haven't won a playoff game. And I, I just think it simply has to keep coming back to that. What we've been doing hasn't been good enough. I'm here to change that. Uh, this is the way things are going to be done. And if they don't get done this way, then maybe it's time for you to move on. Yeah, I, you know, we were kind of discussing that, the amount of turnover, not just in the roster, maybe on the day-to-day operations, people working in that building. I would imagine a guy like Kevin Warren, who's been in the league a long time, who has been uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten. I imagine that he knows a lot of people, and he probably likes people and likes their their competence and would have positions in mind for them. So it just makes you wonder if there's going to be sort of um, moderate change, massive change, change for sure, right? I mean, I think that's fairly obvious when you get a new boss in. Yeah, it is obvious when you get a new boss in. There will be change, right? There will be change. And like we're saying, uh, is it change in uh, who's doing certain, who's doing the jobs or change in the way that person is doing their job? Where we insist that you are going to do the job this way now, uh, you know, it's just – it's going to be very interesting watching because, like you talked about, uh, Ted Phillips and the McCaskey family were in charge for so long, right? And now there's somebody new in there. There's, there's someone new uh, making decisions. There's someone new to answer to. Uh, you know, I remember when I uh, got in big trouble for making comments about Lovey Smith and, and the fact that Lovey Smith should keep his job and the problem isn't Lovey Smith. I think I made those comments in 2009. I got called in the Ted Phillips office, right? And I had to talk to Ted about the comments I had made and sit there face-to-face with the team president, and he asked me why I said those things. I, I only bring up that story because now it's not Ted Phillips who you go see. Now it's Kevin Warren when you're in those situations. you got to go see him. If you do something in that building, you're headed to uh, uh, Kevin Warren's office, uh, no matter you be a player or you be someone who works there. So things have changed at Hallis Hall. And, and they're trying to get it moving in the right direction. And a change has come because they haven't won a lot on the football side or they haven't won a playoff game for a long time. So that's why there's change in that building. And now they're trying to get themselves moving in the right direction there because, guys, you all see it when you go up there. Hallis Hall is this huge building now, right? So things are going good on the business side, right? They got a spa up there. You walk in now, I think they flew in tile from Italy, right? It's a beautiful up there. I mean, they got waterfalls coming down all over the place. You got new weight rooms. Uh, things are amazing up there at Hallis Hall. So we will see uh, which direction they get this football going in the right direction. They've entrusted it to Kevin Warren. And if they keep Ryan Poles and Coach Eberflus, they're entrusting it to those guys to get this team moving in the right direction. Olin, how much did the Bears miss Lucas Patrick yesterday? And mm-hmm. kind of a second part to that question, how well coached was this offensive line by Chris Morgan? Um, it's a good question, right? And, and you got to go all the way back to the fact that uh, they missed the fact that they missed the plan at center, right? They missed their plan was Cody White here. That didn't work. So you're actually at your second string center, uh, Lucas Patrick, who uh, filled in. And, and the, the thing about we talked about on the pregame show yesterday, the center's like an air traffic control cop, right? You're, you're making all your calls. You're arranging protections. You're recognizing blitzes. Now I could see even a little more yesterday. Justin Fields really involved in more pressure on Justin Fields to do those things, get things arranged up there. Uh, or, or can we run this play? Can we not run this play? The check with means are there. Uh, you got a new center there, a new snap count, silent count. So 
in short, it affected them, right? You could see those those games inside the TTs, the stunts. It doesn't mean they can't pick it up. It just means, look, we haven't worked together doing this very much. Uh, I'm talking about uh, uh, Tevin Jenkins, Dan Feeney, and now all of a sudden, guys, Cody White here. I mean, that, that right-handed stance in a live game. I don't know the last time he was in a right-handed stance in a live game. Mm. And if you think that's easy, that's crazy. It's not easy. It's not easy to just go flip stance and get in there. So they had a lot going on in there yesterday against a defensive line that we know, Kenny Clark, very good. Devontae Wyatt, uh, number one pick. Preston Smith, right? Rashawn Gary, a good front on the road versus silent count. Uh, they, they were overwhelmed at some points there uh, in the game. Justin Fields is under duress a lot. So that, that, to answer your question very shortly, yes, uh, uh, Dan Feeney uh, did not, uh, uh, you know, they did miss Lucas Patrick. And as far as Coach Morgan goes, uh, you know, going into the week, you know, you get someone walks in your office and says, look, man, uh, your, your second string center is out. We've got to go through a guy we signed for the Miami Dolphins to your third string center. And by the way, uh, we're not going to shoot up Jatari Carter, so we're going to put Cody White here in there, right guard, if Nate Davis goes down. Didn't like the plan going into the game, guys. Yeah, that that is uh, that was peculiar. We talked about that a little bit with Terry Carter. Mm-hmm. I thought he played okay earlier in the year. I don't understand how he fell out of favor or if he fell out of favor. I just don't mm-hmm. – I'm not sure how to read the Bears, Olin. You know, I was mm-hmm. thinking about it as, uh, as I was uh, heading in this morning. They do a great job of selling losing. Okay, let me put it that way. And I, I, <laughs> uh, and listen, I'm just trying to stay out of the post game press conference, post year press conference. Okay, <laughs> but they do, they 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 do this trick where you're like, oh yeah, well, hey, but they doubled their win total. I, I mean, I don't know what's good enough. I don't know. I was hoping that the standard would be raised by Kevin Warren. And now they haven't even had the post-news conference for what they're going to do, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a great point by you that, that they have, and that's a question that, that we've asked a lot, right? It's like that you've, you've doubled your win total, but you gutted the team last year, right? So, look, we are better than last year. Well, sure you are. You got rid of all your best players last year, right? So I, I don't know how much credit to give you for actually being better than last year, for, for getting the right direction. We all know – you know, uh, uh, you know the wins against the, you know Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, Bryce Young, Dobbs, and then you have your win against golf, right? And Kyler Murray and Taylor Heineke. That's your wins. That's the quarterbacks that you have beaten uh, uh, so far. And golf, golf's a good win. The Lions you would point to as the win that they've had over the last two years. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting, right? And and that's so why we keep talking about interesting new times because we know uh, we we all remember what Ted said that baffled us, right? What Ted Phillips Ted Phillips said. Uh, you know, we don't have the quarterback, we don't have the wins, but man, everything else here is going good, right? So uh, if you just cover the football side of their team like I do, uh, I don't even know what that means, right? And you, like, you're said, like you just said, Molly, they sell losing, uh, you know, and, and they make you feel, try to make you feel good about the direction they're headed in while they're 7 and 10 and they have the first pick. And, and, and you know, I don't, we talked about yesterday in the postgame show, I don't know how to feel about cheering for that high picks every year, right? It's kind of, it's weird. It's like, it's like, hey, man, um, we're, we're so good in the offseason, you should see us, right? I, I just want to see this. I want to, uh, we want to get to a point of uh, we're, we're happy about in-season, man. That we, we, get, we get to these year, uh, uh, this last week uh, football game, we're just talking about the game. We're talking about the players and the plays made and the decisions made on the field. Uh, every time we talk about the Chicago Bears, 
We got to talk about the building, the infrastructure, the standard, who they're going to keep, who they're not going to keep. Uh, I'm cheering for just really, guys, cheering for Kevin Warren and Ryan Post to get this thing right. But isn't that Italian tile really nice, Owen? <laughs> yes, it is, man. I, mean, I wish I was in that. They got that. Now they got a 50-yard field. They got a 100-foot screen in there. They got things, man, you wouldn't believe in Hallis Hall nowadays. <laughs> things Olin. are going well on the business side, David. <laughs> things are going well. Thank you, Olin. It's Thanks, been Olin. a delight. A lot of fun. Thank you, guys. This segment with Olin Crude sponsored by Plumbers 911. Plumbing emergency? Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. Good stuff. Oy, yeah. Oy. Good stuff. A lot Always of frustration there. And, yep. you know, that's a, that's a former bear growing weary of the successes off the field. Aren't you? I, I You should be if yep. you're a Bears fan. I yep. mean, there's no doubt about it. You're tired of, you know, losing 10 straight times to the Packers. You're tired of being on the outside looking exactly. in. You're tired of going to tankathon.com. Oh, my God. I we've, hate that website. We've been living there for three years. They do a great job. Years. But yeah. don't you hate it? Um, you know, I'm, I still find myself just double checking where exactly they're picking. So I, I, you know, you're right. Yeah. It's never a good thing when you spend more time on tankathon.com than checking out the standings or the playoff pairings or what happens if you beat the Rams and who would you play next? All kinds of scenarios that you don't have to consider in Chicago. A lot of people want to check in. We're going to get to your calls. 312-644-6767. We're going to open up the phone lines and take your calls. Mully and Haw on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm very pleased with the energy of our team. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's not only in game day, it's around the, the, the practice, around Hallis Hall. I mean, just the energy. I mean, you, you all see it in the locker room. Guys are playing hard, they're competing. And, uh, and so we'll continually just, you know, build forward, you know, as a franchise. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm just really energized, uh, kind of as a franchise where we are with what we have going on with the stadium, what we have going on uh, internally, just building our, our brand. Um, and, and what we have going on, you know, with our football team. 
Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. That is Bears president Kevin Warren. Uh, I believe he was speaking on Friday. He donated a lot of a million dollars. and uh, His foundation with his yes. wife Greta at Lurie Children's Hospital, a million dollars. Tremendous uh, gesture yep. in the name of his sister. And that was a football question when there would be no football questions, but yep. they snuck in a couple and he – Gave a eh, half-hearted endorsement. I don't think that he wanted to make news. I think he wanted to stay steer clear of that kind of thing. But Kevin Warren on Matt Eberflus Friday before Sunday 17-9 loss in the season finale. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. And we should let you know that the playoffs are set. Obviously, the Bears, we knew before the weekend, they were on the outside looking in. And the wild card weekend kicks off on Saturday at 3.30 with the Browns minus two at the Texans. The total in that game, 44 points. You can hear it right here on the score. The late game at 7 o'clock. The Dolphins at the Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by three and a half at home. And um, the total there is 43.5. Sunday at noon, Steelers at the um, Steelers at the Bills. It is uh, the 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 Bills favored by nine and a half at home. The total 38.5. 3.30 p.m. Packers at Cowboys, seven in the hook. The total 49.5. And then the nightcap is the Rams. Oh, I wonder if they have any familiar uh, connections to the Lions. The Rams at the Lions. The Lions favored by three. The total 51.5. All of those games will be carried right here on the scores. On the score. And Monday night, the last playoff game, Eagles at Bucks. Eagles minus two in the hook, the total 44. Always looking for takeaways from the playoffs. Right now, as we sit here this morning, the playoff field, it, to me, the biggest takeaway is to see the Houston Texans a year after finishing right behind the Bears and giving them and gifting them the number one overall pick. That's how bad that team was. That's how bleak things were. They draft the right quarterback. They plug him in and play him. Mm-hmm. They win the division. It can't happen. The it, Ravens and the Niners, obviously, the number one seeds, and they have the bye, and they are both favored in the bye. Uh, the, all the lines courtesy of Circus Sports Illinois. Yeah, uh, we have breaking news here on the score per rep sheet. Ian Rapport reports the uh, commanders are hiring one of the best in sports, luring two-time NBA executive of the year, Bob Myers, to the NFL to help run their franchise. Uh, Four-time NBA champ, Myers built the Warriors dynasty before stepping down to work in TV. Now he lands in the NFL. Breaking news on the score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. That's a curious move. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL. QL.com today. Who is his Steph Curry? Yeah, I don't know, man. Who that's is a, his Steve Kerr? Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> Ron Rivera still employed? At what time is it? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't be mean to Chico. I it, know. It, I, it, nobody's it, being mean to no, Chico. No, you're being mean to no, Chico. No, the reality is that he's probably going to be 
uh, looking yes. for work. Yes. Rick Spillman is also reported assisting with the GM search with the commanders as well, with Bob uh, Myers. Wow. So uh, that's pretty wild. If only we knew a guy. Yeah. And um, we have more news. What is the What is the more news, Dustin? <laughs> the Panthers won't just have a new coach in 2024, but a new GM as well. Owner David Tepper has fired Scott Fitterer, the general manager. It's all happening. Yeah. So, when Dustin gives you the eye sign, it's all happening. Oh, he's like, I mean, yeah. Dustin's, yeah. <laughs> the secret signal. The signal to. Breaking news. Look at what right. I'm saying Can to we you. say this? So, Scott Fitterer, nobody likes to see anybody lose his job. Right. right. But he did commendable service for the Chicago Bears. Well, oh, I, wait, I, there's more. Oh, boy, here we go. Wait, hold on. Give us the signal, Dustin. Yeah. Give us the eye signal. There we go. Look at me. <laughs> what now? What now? Hold on. I want you to do it. Okay. He's Give hurt. me a minute. He's typing. It's happening. It's give, all fast and give furious. Give me a minute. Yeah. There's Welcome to Black going Monday. On. Welcome it's to what we didn't news. want to announce, but it, you guys just said it a moment ago. All right. More coaching changes. The Washington Commanders have fired head coach Ron Rivera per league sources. Didn't want to be talking about that one. Yeah. I think he just had a birthday, Chico. You know, I, can I tell you where he might be a good fit? Chicago. If you're looking for a defensive coordinator, uh, why not get a guy who's been a head coach who um, has been a head coach a couple different spots? Let's carry he that can, out. He can, he can who's the head coach? oversee uh, the defense, the, the head coach. I'm, well, we're operating under the assumption that everyone is buying whatever Flucy's selling, right? Great losing team. Great losing organization. <laughs> so, we put together so the losing I, culture. I, I, love, I love your – willingness and desire to connect the dots quickly right here. I don't like that idea. Why not? Because I think that if you're let, – let, let me say this. Yeah. We both have tremendous respect for Ron Rivera, who is a friend of ours, a friend of a lot of people in Chicago. I have more respect than you. That's Go great. Ahead. You are immensely more respect. You, you respect him a lot more than I do. <laughs> okay, I'll concede that. I think that if you're Matt Eberflus and you're bringing Ron Rivera, you create a huge distraction for yourself. I think that you off all of, all of a sudden, I don't know that you want to hire somebody who is immediately going to be more popular than you are, and you're heading into a season after two losing seasons, feeling like you need a boost. I don't know if that's the way to achieve it. Now, the last time Chico was a defensive coordinator in Chicago, they went to the Super Bowl, and he got fired. And he got fired. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm saying so, – so, so why did he get fired? He ran defense because they were, you were afraid of a more – they let the guy <laughs> run out of contact. The head coach knew the defensive coordinator was, was becoming more popular than he was, and you but, can't let that happen again. Well, I, I'm, that aside, he ran the cover two defense sure. then. He's also been in a lot of di- – you know, you talk about Jim Johnson. You talk about, uh, the, you know, different stops he's had and different types of defense he's run. I think it would be a, I think it would be a good thing for the team. And I think that you could, you could have him come in and help the head coach, who's going to be the play caller if he remains. By all accounts, we all know. That. I think you could always find room in your organization for Ron Rivera. That's my first reaction. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, I wouldn't hate it, but I do think you are creating that possibility. If the Bears do, surprisingly, I think we would all be a little stunned if they fired Matt Eberflus and hire a young, offensive-minded head coach. That offensive-minded head coach would be wise to bring in somebody like Ron Rivera right. to run the defense and to be that steadying force 
who knows Chicago. Package deal. You got Ron Rivera helping on defense, and you got uh, a new offensive coordinator in Eric Bieniemy, Who just failed together in Washington. But I understand the sentiment. I mean, I mean they, does, I, yeah. does, uh, does the general manager have any kind of relationship with Eric Bieniemy? Don't know. Can Eric Bieniemy? I know he's a tough coach, and a lot of people don't good, like that. Is that a good relationship that he has with Eric Well, I, d- I do not know. I'm saying there is a connection there. They did work together. Does this open the door in Washington for Bill Belichick, who has – That's the thinking. Obviously, yeah. maybe may, coach, have, may have coached his last game in New England. Yeah. That'll be interesting to and, see. And Josh Harris, the, the owner that can afford whatever he wants, is said to be enamored with the idea of bringing Belichick to Washington. Mm-hmm. We'll wait and see. Too bad for Ron Rivera. I hate to see that not work out for him uh, in uh, Washington. And by, by the way, to just your for theory. You, just for you. First text. Hire Ron as head coach. It's an upgrade. <laughs> there you go. It's exactly your fear. I, because you're so protective of your guy. See, now. I'm I just I, kidding. I, I don't know how you jumped to that conclusion. It, was it has a joke. nothing to do with that. It was just a Ron joke. Rivera would immediately. He, Right as this texter says, hire him. Immediately be the most popular assistant coach in town in some time. But but speaking to that point, and I, I think it's it's something interesting. Two, two parts. Gary Croton. Two, two parts on this. Number one, because this has happened at 735 this morning, we'll say, if the Bears are thinking about that kind of a, a change, meaning new play caller on offense – and Eberflus is still in charge of the defense, but he's got a coordinator underneath him. If that's what they're thinking, would it be smart to execute that right now rather than having to wait as the teams that are in the postseason have musical chairs, right? Because you got to wait, there's a window, you got to you can't talk, blah, 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 blah. 312-644-6767. I'm sorry, David. Uh, my, my initial thought on that is, is it's, a, it's a fair question. It's a good one. I think I've been guilty in the past, like a lot of people. We always are in such a rush. They better get in front of this. They're going to lose out on the great staff, guys. They're gonna, I think that's overstated a little bit. Mm. I don't think the Bears need to rush because somebody's going to be swooping in to uh, hire Ron Rivera as an assistant or add him to his staff. I, I think they can take their time and be as deliberate as they want right now. I don't think they need to rush. Do you do you agree with that? Uh, you don't want to wait forever, but I don't think you need to change your timetable if you're planning to go through your exit interviews and go through your staff reviews. Yeah, I hmm. Yeah, I I think I think I'd rather see him move quickly. I think I'd rather see him move quickly in a larger sense. But that's me. You mean if you're going to fire the head coach? Well, I think if you're well, going to fire, fire the head coach, if you're going to fire the head coach, then do it today. That's a different argument. Okay, they're I not going to do it today, so they're not going to fire the head coach. Right. And um, I think that um, I, I think I don't know. I, I mean, again, if something opens up, I mean, how about hey, Jim Harbaugh with uh, Ron Rivera as the off as the defense yeah, coordinator? Now, that, huh? I think that's a pretty good combination. That would be Greg Roman's out there. Bring him in. Be a great talk show too. Yeah. Be a great talk show. All right, we, we got we got to get to a break. We're going to get to all your calls, and I'm sorry we didn't uh, in that segment, but we will next. Mully and Hall on the score. A lot of people think that this offense needs a new coordinator. I'm curious, what's your level of belief in Luke Getzey and what he's doing? Um, I think it's fine. No, 
Uh, like I said, it just come down to us being explosive on on the offensive side. Uh, the, we got the players to do it. We got we got our quarterback to do it. You know, everything else just we just need to call the plays that put us in position to have explosive down the field or catching runs like like we did today. So we just got to be an explosive team and, and not a team that's just behind the sticks. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. That's DJ Moore. We're going to talk to him at 8 o'clock. And uh, that's a very interesting comment right there. It was. I was standing right there. He was given a chance to say something about Luke Getze, and he pointed out how they could have thrown the ball down the field a lot more. And you know what? He was exactly right. 312-644-6767. Let's get to Van O. Hook him, Van O. Good. How are you, bud? Try to talk into your phone. I think you're on speaker. All right. We're going to let you clean that up, buddy. Yeah. Poor Van O. Let's try Mike. He's listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Boy, I tell you, I feel bad for the Dolphins. We're in 75-degree weather, and they're going to have to go to minus nine this coming weekend. But uh, that's going to be – If only they had I'll control over that. Pity. Well, yeah. they kind of did, didn't they? They blew it. Uh, Eberflus, you know, I came in about 70% out, and I really wanted the guy to succeed because I thought he did great things over at Indy. But the thing that kept on – Leaning me and him leaving and getting out is they were one and six or seven against any team over 500. And then the teams that they beat, I mean, there are some bad teams with some bad QBs. And the only thing I worry about is if we keep him, they can't beat the Packers. I think the standard for any coach, give them two years. If they go 0 and 4, we just have to recycle until somebody can split. We're going to go into next year. 0-2 against the Packers again and maybe get lucky to split between Minnesota and Detroit. So we have the fourth-best team, the fourth-best quarterback, and a fourth-best coach. We've got to change, guys. we got to change. Hmm. Thanks oh, for the phone okay. call. You're right about the record against playoff teams. Yep. It's not good. And you, you're right about measuring yourself against the best and settling for mediocrity if you don't. And And that's – the standard that Kevin Warren was brought here to raise, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Warren was hired with one thing in mind. Think big. Swing for the fences. Be ambitious. Get better. Get better. And, and I, you know, I think that that is the bottom line with but, it. They got to get better as an organization. Well, they got to get better at every level. But I do think I'm influenced by this. Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles is the yep. general manager, and we we should believe that he's empowered by Kevin Warren to do his job, make those decisions. Ryan Poles on Matt Eberflus, according to the uh, Bears radio network. You can go back to the original press conference and things that I was looking for. One is leadership and the mental toughness and the steady hand to really captain the ship when the seas are rough, and they got rough at certain times. He fought to get back above water and get things where they were. Mm. His ability to adapt and adjust, really take input from the players to get this thing on the right path was incredible, where I think a lot of people would have been in really bad shape and crumbled to the pressure. He did everything except for say, he's my guy. He's coming back. He did not make it official, but that was as 
if he turns around, Molly, and I'm not saying this is what we're advocating, supporting, or whatever, but just connect the dots. If he turns around today and fires Matt Eberflus or tomorrow, then he looks like a weaker yeah. leader. I, I agree. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think the problem is, you know, leadership, mental toughness, uh, being able to handle adversity. Isn't that the job? Isn't that like he basically is saying the guy did his job. Um, they did lose. It's not like they got they got better. It's not like they went over the top. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I think it's what is your ambition? Well, is your ambition to just to be able to have a guy get you through adversity? A lot of that adversity was created. A lot of that was bad hires. How do you hire a couple of guys you got to fire? That's bad. That's not, well, we really stood up and fired people when they missed. You know, how about hire people that don't need being fired? I don't know. I, I, th- I, just, I, think I feel like there's a counter argument on everything we're th- talking th- about. There's a counter argument to every, right. every point uh, of contention with the Bears offseason. You could counter the Justin Fields conversation. You could counter right. the Luke Getzey conversation. Not so well. Right. But, but there's a counter argument. Sure. There are two sides to every debate. I and the, the the quarterback one is a healthy one, is a good one. We don't need to scream at each other. Justin Fields can be an effective starter. I agree. And the Bears can do do better by upgrading in and, the draft. And the fact is, you're absolutely right. If you just read the pick up the breadcrumbs, watch the trail, they're bringing the guy back. That's all we're trying to there's, do. There's no shadow of a doubt. But I'm just saying, like, what if – what if his boss said, eh, you know, we can do better? I, I just I, – I don't know. Then I'd be a little bit mad at my boss. But I don't know that I would uh, consider it a betrayal of the general manager if a higher authority told him, hey, we're getting rid of him. Well, I, I understand why you'd say that, and I think that everyone would get over it yeah. <laughs> if you hire the right guy. Right, exactly. But if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm like, man, could you tell me that last yeah, week? Yeah, you, you know. You, you, you might have given me a heads exactly. up. Exactly. I mean, I like love working for you. I yes. love this job. But how about next time – don't make me go out on a limb if you're gonna if you're not going to support what I'm saying. Let me do my job. So if they do backtrack and it is a, a case of Ryan Poles says something that his previous comments don't imply, all right, we all get it. But I don't think that's the way you want to establish yourself as a credible decision maker that is steadfast in what he believes. You're like you're a flip flopper, like the rest of us. <laughs> Let's squeeze in JC's in Oakland. Hey, JC. Well, hello there. How are you guys? Good, good. Buddy. Thank you for fielding my call. Look, I, I I feel the sentiment that you guys feel plus, and then plus. Now, why would you keep a head coach that's just going to make you better? I mean, the the whole idea is, as you said, what is the the benchmark? Number one, you want to beat the Packers, not just once. Beat them twice. You have a guy who may be available after tonight, Jim Harbaugh. The Big Ten is not going to ever be the same with the new teams coming in. It's going to be – it may be watered down. It may be – I don't know. But Jim Harbaugh will have done what he needs to do. He beat Ohio State three times in a row. Why not bring him in? He's an offensive coordinator. 
You don't have to worry about a defensive guy running your offense. He's an exacting type of guy. He wants to run this way, that way. The players know what their jobs are, and they do them. They did it at San Francisco. He finally got it done at Michigan. We have a head coach who who it took a half a year after the firing of his coaches to get the team under his thumb. And and all right, they may have won a few games, but what is that? Is that a precursor for the future in the NFL? I don't think so. JC, that's a great phone call. You know how I feel about Jim Harbaugh. Whoever hires him, if it's an NFL general manager or franchise, is getting a coach who will convince the fan base they're going to the Super Bowl eventually during his tenure. If it is the Chicago Bears, we can just forget everything we've said up to this point. I would get it. If that is the alternative that's better, I would get it. That is your Craig Council move, if he's willing, if he's interested, if he's able. If you can pull it off, now that's ambition. I would let him do both jobs. That's how much I would want the guy. 312-644-6767. What? Mully and Hall. We got DJ Moore next. We'll talk to the Bear star receiver. On Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 